Welcome to our podcast, Hey David, where Grandpa Rod talks about life and attitudes, hope and success. Each week, he raises a new topic for David to consider. We hope it speaks to you too. We also hope you'll invite your friends to listen and that you'll share your comments with us. Here is Rod with today's topic. Hi, I'm Rod MacArthur, David's grandpa and narrator of the Hey David podcasts. Thanks for listening. I want David to have the best grandfatherly counsel I can give. It could be that you'll gain some light pointers too. Welcome. Today, I'm going to talk with David about gun violence and hatred. The ease of obtaining a gun and killing another person with it is troublesome. But is gun control the best solution? Let's look for something better. Reduce hatred, reduce violence. Hey, David, it's Grandpa. First, I thought I would talk with you about gun violence. Then I thought, no, I'd rather talk about guns and then about violence. It seems appropriate to separate the two, don't you think? Several years ago, I bought Grandma a pellet gun. She used it for rat control. Occasionally, she'd hit a rat that was invading her bird feeder. But most often, she just hit the bird feeder. Since it was plexiglass, the bird feeder suffered some violence. More specifically, it had a couple holes in it. Was that gun violence? We recently buried that feeder and replaced it. Grandma got a brand new one for Christmas. It's made of metal. I don't think she'll be able to hurt it. When he was a young man, a teenager, your dad bought a twenty-two, A plinking rifle, really. In our house back then, we had that twenty-two your father bought. And in our house now, we have Grandma's pellet rifle. But other than a BB gun I had as an eight-year-old, I have never owned a gun. So, my thoughts about guns are not driven by I want to keep mine. Rather, I'm trying to be calm, logical, reasonable, and perhaps a bit humorous in my assessment. What is a gun? Viewing it dispassionately, a gun is a crafted collection of metal pieces designed to hold, fire, and give initial trajectory to a projectile. That comes pretty close, doesn't it? A gun doesn't have a brain, a will, or any method for forming intent. It's just a cold, lifeless collection of metal pieces. Metal pieces lacking the ability to initiate violence or abuse. So, when I talk about gun violence, shouldn't I rather say people violence or handler violence? People who handle guns have the ability to form malicious intent. But why blame a mindless object for what a living person decided to do? Guns are getting a bad rap, in my opinion. If it could, the gun might become upset. You attended high school recently, say within the last six years. Did you ever see any violence in the halls, the locker room, or the gym? Or out on the schoolyard? For me, it's been a lot further back than that. But I did. One day, I saw two guys going at it in the locker room, a fist fight with a volume of vicious violence. That poor underclassman sure took a beating, 
As a matter of full disclosure, I've even been in a few fistfights. Each of them was pushed on me. Though I tried to walk away, I was forced to defend myself. I didn't pick the fights, but I didn't play the coward either. In all three cases, yeah, there were only three, the perpetrator wished that he hadn't started it. Nobody got bloody, had a tooth knocked out, or suffered any real physical damage, but each of them saw that I dominated and expected them to stand down. You see, I'm a nonviolent person, and I didn't want to hurt anybody, but I didn't want to get hurt either. That's about as close to violence as I've ever come. It didn't require a gun. Nobody needs a gun to be violent. And if I'd had a gun with me, all its bullets would still be in the chamber. That's just me, a non-violent person. And any gun I have ever carried, I didn't say I never carried a gun. I said I never owned a gun. To repeat, any gun I've ever carried and fired was carried and fired without violence. Handling a gun did not, somehow, turn me into a violent person. Clearly, guns and violence can be combined, but they don't have to be joined at the hip. I freely acknowledge that having a gun in the hands of a violent person makes him more dangerous, but you should acknowledge that having a gun doesn't make anyone a violent person. It seems skewed emotionally, and maybe even sensationally, to refer to it as gun violence. Let's separate the two. Guns are objects that lack emotion, intent, and any moral culpability. And violence is violence. Violence is bad. It is the ugly offspring of hatred, greed, arrogance, and selfishness. These negative characteristics are what need to be addressed, in my opinion. Reading online regarding gun violence, I detected a subtle shift in the meaning of violence. It still contains all the negative connotations that we give it, but it's now moving to stigmatize neutral things as well. A gun is neutral, by virtue of the fact that it cannot form intent but there is a strong, gut-wrenching feel to the word violence that tends to taint whatever it modifies. For example, domestic violence suggests intentional physical harm through the use of uncontrolled but focused force. The key there is intentional. The phrase gun violence, however, is broadly applied to things lacking intent. The phrase evokes visceral reactions to the gun and shifts focus away from the intent of the shooter. It's easier to ban guns than it is to change hearts, but far less effective. The word violence, by its very nature, implies intent. Here is definition number one of violence from the Merriam-Webster Online Dictionary. Quote, the use of physical force so as to injure, abuse, damage, or destroy, end quote. Consider the words so as to. That's intent in a nutshell. People seem to be losing sight of the concept that gun violence 
must imply intent on the part of the gun. To show that, consider this comment from an online article regarding gun violence. It lists two categories, criminal and non-criminal. The author said, quote, Non-criminal violence can include any unintentional or accidental injury that might or might not be fatal, end quote. Don't the words unintentional or accidental imply intent? How can it be called violence if there's no intent? I suspect that unclear thinking or intentional thought grooming has led to this mindset. As I said, easy access to guns makes it easier for a violent person to act out and do harm. But haven't violent people used other methods too? On April 19, 1995, Tim McVeigh detonated a homemade bomb in Oklahoma City that destroyed the federal building and killed many people. 22 years ago, 9-11, Palestinians hijacked commercial jets and flew them into New York's World Trade Center, demolishing buildings and killing thousands. Was that jet violence or just hatred? And in current headlines, the Moscow-Idaho murders were all perpetrated using a knife. Knife violence? Here's the crux of my talk with you, David. Think of the role of hatred in this. Hatred seems to have taken a back seat, a deep back seat in this conversation. I'm saying that the hatred behind the shooting or the bombing or the flying, or the punching, or the stabbing, or you name the violent outbreak, the death-breeding hatred must be the center of focus. You will always find hatred behind violence. It is malicious intent. The cure for violence using guns will not be found by removing guns. To find the cure you must first solve the hatred that so viciously animates far too many in our society. I wish with all my heart that the effort poured into anti-gun rallies would be redirected into snuffing out hatred. People are afraid of guns, but a gun can't hurt anyone unless there's either an accident or, more likely, a hateful, vicious, vengeful, arrogant and selfish person at the trigger. Do not fear the gun, although that seems to be the focal point. Rather, fear the hatred behind the gun. For even without a gun, hatred will find other murderous paths. That reminds me of the Apostle John. He said, quote, perfect love casts out fear, End quote. Our society deeply needs more love. In 1965, the year I graduated from Kent Meridian High School, Cal David wrote, What the world needs now is love. Jackie DeShannon sang it. How true that is, but oh, how simplistic that was. Many songs have acknowledged the need for love, but very few offer the source of love. They don't tell us where to find it for ourselves, or how to be more loving toward others. What changes a man's heart from hatred to love? What changes a man's heart from stone cold to warm and soft? What changes a man's heart? Noodle on that. 
I know my answer. I read it in Ezekiel 36. I could tell you, but you'd do better to read it for yourself. What changes a man's heart? Just think, just imagine, just dream. If everybody had a new heart, the phrase gun violence wouldn't even exist. We might own guns for sport or for hunting, but not for self-defense or protection. We wouldn't use guns or any other mindless instrument to harm people. There would be no gun violence or any other kind of violence because we would all be filled with love. I know this sounds simplistic, certainly overly optimistic, but it is the solution that our God offers us. It is a take-it-or-leave-it, individual-by-individual solution. The old phrase, quote, when guns are outlawed, only outlaws will have guns, end quote, might be true, probably is. Law-abiding and God-fearing people would lay their guns aside if the law required it. But those who disregard God will disregard the law of the land, too. No gun control measure will ever control the heart. It won't get the job done. A heart filled with love is the best violence control you'll ever find, whether with a gun or any weapon. And so, David, I don't care if you carry a gun. If you have two or three guns, I don't care. But I do care that your heart is filled with love. If it is, you'll never instigate any kind of violence, gun-related or otherwise. I love you, David. Thanks for listening. If you've got something worth holding on to from this blurb, come back next Monday. I want to talk with David about integrity. Three positive things come from integrity. You keep out of trouble. You'll be respected by others. And you'll walk in the blessings of God. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Hey David. If you have thoughts, comments, or questions, please send them to rod underscore MacArthur at comcast.net. Rod will get back to you. Also, check out the church's website, www.churchofauburnwa.com. You'll discover a ton of information. You may especially enjoy the page Blurbs from Rod. Until Until next next Monday, Monday, have have a joy-filled week. week.